We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash match. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good evening and welcome to the Hoosier Huddle Podcast. I'm Sammy Jacobs. Along with me is TJ Inman, and we're continuing our 2021 college football preview series as we go ahead and look at the group of five. Uh, since we last talked, TJ, a lot has happened in college football uh, with Texas and Oklahoma heading to the SEC, um, and it could have uh, dire consequences on the group of five and, and college football as a whole, but we're not going to focus on that today. We'll focus on um, you know, whether or not this is the year that the group of five cracks the top four and gets into the college football playoff. Uh, but before we get started, we do have a word from our friend, friends over at Spotify Green Room. Uh, Spotify Green Room is a free audio-only social media platform for sports fans. Start or join ongoing conversations, watch games together, react to the biggest news, rumors, and games. Talk with other sports fans, insiders, athletes, and executives in real time. Join in on conversations with me and have a chance to be featured on our uh, podcast as well. Uh, I'll be hosting rooms every week on, uh, on Saturday before the games. Uh, come through and talk with me live. Uh, that's that's our uh, new thing this year. We're going to have a tailgate podcast, uh, hopefully live from uh, Bloomington uh, and the other sites of the games. All you need to do is download the Spotify Green Room app, free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, uh, and join uh, any group that you want. You can follow us on uh, Twitter at Hoosier Huddle. Uh, Hoosier underscore huddle and we'll be on Spotify green room shortly. Uh, come share your spiciest takes with us. All right, TJ group of five. We are winding down our preview series. Uh, and the biggest question right now uh, out in the open, is this the year that the group of five gets a team in the playoff? Well, uh, I mean, I'm going to say no, and that's going to come across as dismissive or a slight, uh, but I, I just don't think that the system is set up to allow a group of five team into uh, the, the college football playoff. Now, Cincinnati does have the schedule uh, to to make a case for that. You know, they have they've got the non-conference games, which should provide them with an opportunity for quality victories like Indiana, Notre Dame. Uh, they played both of those schools on the road, uh, a game that we are you know, very aware of. It's, it's going to be a major test for IU. Uh, yeah, and it, and it looks like it's going to be a sellout. So if you haven't gotten your tickets for that game, um, yeah. I grab them up now. 
Yep. And uh, that's, that's the first kind of hurdle you have to look at is what can those teams accomplish in the non-conference? Um, <clears throat> after that, you have to look at can they be undefeated? Uh, because I personally do not feel that a one-loss G5 team would ever get into a playoff scenario that we currently have. Uh, they could have terrific wins, but if they drop a game and are sitting at 11-1 and or 12-1, and I don't see that as a feasible formula to make it into the playoff unless extraordinary things happen in the power conferences. So do they have the capability to run the conference in uh, or run their schedule in conference? You're, you're looking at two schools that have that, I think, um, in the American, which certainly is the closest thing to a power conference that we have, uh, Cincinnati and Central Florida. Uh, I, I think UCF is going to be greatly improved over what they were a year ago. Uh, Gus Malzahn, you know, starting up his tenure there certainly is going to be interesting. Uh, but, but those two, and the unfortunate thing for them is they're probably going to play each other twice. Uh, once in the regular season, and then likely once in the American uh, championship. If they split, uh, or if those are very close games, you know, I, I wonder what the committee is going to think of that. So my short answer is going to be, I think that there are some really good group of five teams. I still don't see them cracking that playoff. Yeah, I could see Cincinnati making it. Um, I'm not saying they will. I think they have the path to get there. Uh, and I think you'll know by the end, by October 17th, whether or not um, they'll get there. Heck, you're probably going to know after October 2nd, after they head to Notre Dame. Um, they open up with Miami of Ohio, got Murray State, and then they come to IU for an open week and heading to Notre Dame. They play UCF at home October 16th. Um, and then he said again, probably in the American Championship. That You're right. The teams, any group of five team has to go undefeated. Uh, or, you know, maybe a close loss at Notre Dame. But then Notre Dame has to go undefeated as well. Or a close loss at Indiana. And if Indiana doesn't go undefeated, you know, it's the value of, of, of you know, the weight of those losses – uh, that'll help them. And you're going to have to hope that other teams have multiple losses in the power five. Uh, right. But since Cincinnati's they're they're a loaded team. They're really, really good on defense. They get Desmond Ritter back on offense. Um, and you'll know very early what that team is about. You'll know at least by the, the end of, you know, week four, game four for them, uh, where they stand and things like that. Let's look at the, the rest of uh, the American. You mentioned UCF. Uh, they're, I just don't know if they have the schedule to to do it. Um, you know, they trying to bring it up here uh, for a second. Yeah, it's not, it's not great, particularly. Well, they get Boise State. And I think Boise State is going to be rebuilt. They're breaking in a new coach. You don't really know what Boise State has 
um, and yeah. how you know how they'll respond to that. But outside of that, their non-conference is UConn, um, Louisville. You know, Louisville was down last year, but that's it, it, a nice you know road game. There, you know, you beat Cincinnati, and it's. I think that that win even hurts them because then they're taking away, you know, oh well, Cincinnati has a loss, and they, you know, they'll probably have two or three losses at that point if they lose to UCF because they, they might lose at IU and they might lose at Notre Dame. So well, it, it's going to be tough. They, they'll at least have. I don't think they sweep. I don't think Cincinnati sweeps IU and Notre Dame. Could they? Yeah, I just don't see it happening. I don't see them winning both of those games um, yeah, on mean, the, the road. Path, the path for Central Florida is a lot would be would be you beat Boise State uh, in the opener on a Thursday night, September second. You win that game, and then you hope that Boise State goes on and has a really good year, wins the Mountain West. Yep, that's that's your first step. The second step, you beat Louisville convincingly at Louisville, and then you hope that Louisville exceeds expectations, makes a bowl game, wins like eight games. Yep. So then you'd have two quality wins. You win at Navy and hope that they have a solid season. You beat Cincinnati and hope that the Bearcats have knocked off Indiana and Notre Dame and would be yep. a top 10 team when they play uh on the 16th of october that's your path and then you knock off cincinnati who you hope would be 11 and 1 you knock them off in the american championship game you're sitting there at 13 and 0 with three or four you know quality wins and then you have chaos around you with the uh other conferences that's your your path for central florida as you can see very low likelihood of that happening cincinnati uh, I think that they can sit there and say, look, if we go unbeaten, we will have a very strong case. And they'd be correct. Uh, they definitely have the easier path. And of any of the group of five teams, I think that they are the, the most realistic you know, shot. But look, the SEC is getting a minimum of one into the playoff. I don't oh, yeah. care what that team record is. They're getting one in. The Big Ten is getting a minimum of one in. Probably only one, but still, they're getting one in. The ACC, yeah. possibly, you could take a bid there. If, if, you know, Clemson drops a couple games but still wins the conference and you're unbeaten, maybe you take that bid. The Big 12, again, if Oklahoma drops a couple games but wins the conference, maybe you take that one. So you're rooting, if you're Cincinnati or Central Florida um, or you know, another group of five team that has a great year, you're rooting for those conferences outside of the SEC or the Big Ten, really, to have champions that have a couple of losses. And then you can stack your resume against a 10-2 and two or an 11-2 and two and, and have a shot. But there's so many things that have to go right for that to occur. Um, I, I, I think the, the realistic goal is for Cincinnati, for Central Florida, for a couple of others, can we get that New Year's Six game? Yep. Well, yeah, and that, that's a, I mean, that's the, that's the goal. And you go in and you try and make the best resume um, 
that you could have. I, I liken it to, you know, having expectations as a basketball team of, oh, we're expecting to make the final four. Well, it is such a crapshoot once you get to the tournament that that could your team make the final four? Yeah, great. But, you know, Northern Iowa is going to have a dude who goes seven for eight from downtown. And, uh-oh, you're going home on the first Saturday of, uh, you know, of the of the tournament. Um, but you you just – you control what you can control. And I think Cincinnati has the best schedule of any group of five. And if you go 12-0 and 0, um, with that schedule, that's – and, you know, there's a couple two-loss conference champions. That's a heck of a roll of the dice. And I, you could end up winning that, that gamble. And, you know, why, why not? Um, yeah, Cincinnati could give people – and, you know, you go back to their, their game in the Peach Bowl last year against Georgia and, and things like that. Um, let's move on from the AAC. Let's go to uh, Conference USA, which is another conference. We'll see Indiana plays two group of five teams this year in Cincinnati and Western Kentucky. Uh, we're going to take a look at the Conference USA East and the Western Kentucky Hilltoppers. Um, IU travels down to Bowling Green for this. Um, out of the out of the Conference USA, it, this should be a fun conference to watch because um, you have UAB uh, who upset Marshall last year in the conference title game. Those two should be pretty good again. Louisiana Tech is exciting and always, you know, ready to play. Um, UTSA uh, is a team that they're, they're coming off a really good 2020 season. We've got most of their guys back. Uh, they could be a factor in there. Uh, Western Kentucky's got some new players coming in, uh, as well as a new start, starting quarterback. Uh, so we'll see. But what's your take? And we'll get to Western Kentucky in a second, uh, TJ. What's your take on Conference USA? I like uh, I like Marshall quite a bit. It's just interesting. They have a new coach there, uh, but you know it's not expected to be much of a change in terms of system. Uh, not expected to be a whole lot of change in terms of personnel. They did lose their best offensive lineman. He transferred to Notre Dame. Also lost starting running back, but it's a team that throws the ball quite a bit, and they probably have the best quarterback in the conference in Grant Wells. Um, I, I think it's likely to me that West Virginia, or I'm sorry, that Marshall is going to win uh, Conference USA, at least the, the East Division. Um, if you look over at the West, UAB is probably uh, the best, you know, the best program there. Uh, however, I think the UTSA is, is pretty interesting because of the the kind of the recruiting that they have. UTSA heavily focuses uh, on bringing in guys from Texas that are overlooked, which if I was the coach of UTSA, that's exactly what I'd be doing. Um, you know, just stay at home and, and get the best talent that you can from that state and roll your dice against everybody else. I, I think you probably – are going to like the outcome more times than not. Uh, and they're, they're pushing for it. Um, so I, I, it's a good league. It's a balanced league, a lot of offense. Um, you know, I, Marshall to me is probably the, uh, the best bet 
in this conference, just based on the overall talent level. Uh, one team to watch is going to be Florida Atlantic. Um, just they've got a couple of transfers at, at quarterback from, you know, from big time schools like Nikosi Perry, uh, and then Willie Taggart is at there heading into his second year. Um, I think that that's a, an interesting program. Probably not as interesting as they were under Lane Kiffin, but still, it's it's a fun league to to watch if you get CBS Sports Network. If you don't, then you're probably not seeing too much of Conference USA. Yeah, and uh, speaking of CBS Sports Network, that is the channel that IU versus Western Kentucky um, yeah. is on as well. Uh, we have our Western Kentucky preview up on on the site. Uh, just search it. Uh, we wrote it a, a couple weeks ago as well. Um, going to the other um, group of five conferences, let's go to the Sun Belt. Is Appalachian State running away with this? Uh, running away with this conference because they, oh. they they have a schedule. They're good. They have a chance to knock off Miami early uh, at Miami on September 11th. Uh, they could this be a sneaky team maybe to get into a playoff spot, or is their schedule just not tough enough outside of Miami? It's probably not tough enough. They need Coastal Carolina to be really good. Uh, Coastal, which, by the way, uh, believe that that's where TJ Ivey went. Am I right about that? Yes. Okay. Yeah, Coastal Carolina, of course, you know, splash on the scene. Jamie Chadwell has uh, built that program from the ground up, and, you know, they made a big splash last season with Grayson McCall at quarterback. He's back. Um, and they, they bring in, you know, some good transfers. They bring in everybody back up front, uh, a couple of good weapons that uh, on the offensive side of the ball, the defense uh, was, was better last year. And I would think would be a little bit better in 21, uh, had that thrilling win over BYU. It is going to come down to Appalachian state against coastal Carolina that game is at Appalachian State in Boone, North Carolina. Appalachian State, kind of the old blood in this conference, if you will, uh, which is odd to say because they are not particularly old in terms of uh, Division One football. But <laughs> excuse me, um, I if I had to pick, I'm choosing Appalachian State because I do think. Uh, I think Coastal Carolina had kind of lightning in a bottle a little bit last year. Um, and Appalachian State was working with the new coach. Yet again, they've had a lot of turnover uh, in the past decade on their staffs. Just they succeed and then guys move on to bigger programs. Um, I, I, I happen to think that having that game at home, which Appalachian State is one of the places that has a great atmosphere, Having fans back and with that game at home, uh, I on think a Wednesday, on a Wednesday night too. Yeah, yeah, it's a weeknight game. Um, should have a great atmosphere. I'm gonna give the edge to Appalachian State. Uh, the only question is going to be a quarterback. 
because they've, they've got to find somebody. I, I think that they will. The rest of the roster, I'll take over Coastal, but Coastal does have that quarterback figured out in Grayson McCall. So if they can have a quarterback figured out by the time they play each other uh, in mid-October, I like Appalachian State to win that game. Even unbeaten, though, I don't think there's enough of a schedule there to make a playoff run. Yeah, and if you're an IU fan looking for a team to root for in in um, in the Sun Belt, uh, head over to South Alabama, where our old friend yeah. Kane Womack is the new head coach. Uh, they've, um, you know, it's another conference that they have weeknight games. It's it's fun to watch uh, and things like that. Let's head out west. Uh, to the to, to the real map. quick, yeah, go ahead. Real quick, South Alabama. Uh, it's going to take a while for Kane. That is not a program that's in a great spot. However, really good new facilities for South Alabama to recruit to. Uh, a, a fan base that, while fairly small, they do turn up for that team, and they are starting off with a. A power five transferring Jake Bentley at quarterback. Now, he's not been particularly great uh, at Utah or South Carolina, but hey, moving down a level, maybe Kane Womack can, can figure something out with him, along with a couple of other former IU staff members. They hit the transfer portal hard, as you would expect them to. Uh, you're right, that's a team that you can kind of watch. I don't know, probably three or four times during the season on, you know, weird times on ESPN on a Tuesday or Wednesday night. Uh, and, and, you know, hopefully have Kane Womack building that program up to challenge some of the other teams in it. Uh, the Sun Belt's a good league, though. A lot of teams that care a whole lot about football. Um, and it's not just about, oh, can we, can we win a national title? Can we challenge for the playoff? No. For these programs here, it's can we win our conference? That is still the most important thing to them. And um, I, I think it's, it's a lot of fun to kind of pay attention, you know, pick a team that you want to cheer for and root for and get a little bit invested in. Um, and the Sun Belt is a good candidate to, to get invested in. It's a fun group. Yeah. Well, let's head to the MAC, TJ, where uh, in-state school ball state is uh... – you know, reigning MAC champions. They return yeah. almost everybody from that team uh, that finished in the top 25. Uh, do you see them being the, the MAC favorite again? Uh, they're, you know, it, it's a good year to miss um, to miss Ball State if you're if you're an IU fan uh, as well. Uh, but they do play at Penn State in week two. Um, and they, you got some fun games coming to uh, to Muncie as well. Uh, you get Toledo at home. You get Army at home, uh, who's, you know, they're really good at running that triple option um, and great tradition there. Uh, Miami of Ohio comes in, uh, Central Michigan, and Buffalo to end the season. Uh, this looks like a schedule, a very manageable schedule outside the trip to Penn State. But if Penn State, um, I don't know, it's early in the season. Penn State might not have their things together. They could put a scare into Penn State. 
could Ball State, they're going to get over 10 wins and, and win the MAC again? Because it's there. The schedule sets up well for it. It's, it's going to be Toledo versus Ball State. <clears throat> um, Ball State does bring back a little more certainty on offense because, again, Toledo has all the answers except a, a quarterback. Uh, that's that's the spot that they have to figure out. Um, everything else, you probably give the edge to Toledo, uh, but quarterback, as we know, ultra important, and it's going to be a question mark for whether or not uh, they can find that. Tucker Gleason went there uh, as a transfer. I'll be honest, no clue what he adds quality-wise. I don't know, but. Uh, Toledo and Ball State is kind of your, your probably your uh, West Division championship, and that's held in Muncie. So uh, I think that gives the edge to the Cardinals. Now, I will say I don't think their defense is strong enough, particularly in the secondary, uh, to go to Penn State and come away with the win. I could see that being a fun, entertaining game, uh, but I think Penn State ultimately – uh, picks apart Ball State secondary enough to to get the win there, but certainly that's one you'll be rooting for to to turn the heat up on James Franklin for sure. Yeah, and uh, who do you see in the MAC West or sorry East Division? You got Akron, Bowling Green, Buffalo, Miami of Ohio, and Ohio. Buffalo is replacing their coach. Yeah. Uh, they placed him in March. Lance Leopold went to Kansas. Uh, they won the East last year. Does anybody unseat Buffalo in the East? So I think Ohio does also replacing a coach as Frank Schultz, uh, Frank Solich just retired, but they just promote from within there. Tim Alvin takes that job. Um, it's the West is certainly the much better uh, side. Um, I think you might have maybe three teams over in the West that were probably favorites in the East, but uh, I'll take Ohio as the uh, the team to to get the East. I do think Buffalo takes a step back, and replacing Lance Leopold is, is not something that I think is going to uh, be easy for Buffalo to do in the long run. Um, I think the rest of the MAC is probably quite happy to see him move on. Yeah, uh, it's you know Lance Leopold did wonderful things at, at Buffalo, but we've seen Buffalo coaches uh, go to Kansas before and not perform well. So, uh, wishing Coach Leopold the best uh, out there at Kansas. Let's move west to the Mountain West. Uh, TJ uh, Boise State is the flagship team of that conference. Uh, they get a. Their schedule is pretty tough. They get, um, you know, the, the opening trip on Thursday night to UCF. Uh, but they do get to host a Power 5 team at home in Oklahoma State at Albertson Stadium in, in Boise on the Smurf turf. Uh, they also have to go to BYU uh, the second weekend of of October. Could this team sneak into the playoffs if they run the table? Um and, you know, what, what are your expectations for Boise State? They are replacing their head coach, uh, Brian Harson, who went down to 
take the, the job at Auburn. But we've seen that before as Chris Peterson left to go to uh, to go to Washington and you know that they've built up enough tradition and talent uh, where they just reload on on head coaches and don't really take a step back. So if Boise State goes unbeaten, I think that they have the name cachet, which does help or a you know a G5 team or a power five team. Having been there before around the playoff picture, or around the BCS picture, going back to when, when Boise was threatening there. Uh, I think that gives you a little bit of assistance if you're making a push again. Um, that being said, I don't see Boise State at that level this season. I think it will be a bit of a step back. And I actually, I don't think they're the best team in this conference. I, I like Nevada um, to actually to win the Mountain West. I think they're going to win the West Division. Um, Boise's in the Mountain Division, but uh, I, I think Nevada has the best offense in this league. I think Carson Strong is a very good quarterback, and they've got a lot of weapons. Jay Norvell has kind of built up this program, and I think it's going to be his, uh, his best team. They do have to go uh, to Boise State. I think they'll play them twice. I think they'll go there in October for the regular season matchup. I think Nevada takes down San Jose State in the West, which is also going to be a very good team. Uh, they play in Nevada, San Jose State does, uh, in November. I like the Wolfpack to win that game, win the West, and then win the Mountain West Conference title game uh, to take this conference that's a bit of a, of a risky pick because Nevada's been talented before and hasn't really put it all together, but I like them to get over that hump this season. You're going to know about what Nevada's about after, after game three or game yeah. four. Um, they do play California in the opener, uh, which I, that's a big game for the Pac-12. Uh, you know, it, it's one of these late night Fox Sports yep. one, one games. But it's it's all about perception, and, and if you know Cal, Cal is supposed to be nearing the next step uh, in their progression under Justin Wilcox, and if you lose to Nevada at home, it does not look good for the Big or the Pac-12, um, and that's one of those games where you know Cincinnati gets affected because. Uh, it could hurt the Pac-12 champion. California is not going to win the Pac-12, but they'll play the Pac-12 champion. And so, you know, it, it hurts, you know, Oregon's or whoever's going to play, uh, you know, win the Pac-12, hurt their strength of schedule. They also have a trip to Kansas State in week three. Um, you know, they could start the year two and three as well. And, and then they go to Boise State. It, it, that's a tough schedule. That's as tough of a schedule. Um, to open the season for, for Group 5 uh, that I've seen this year. Uh, if you need yeah. a team to root for in the Mountain West, we have another friend back over at Fresno State. Kalen DeBoer, former IU offensive coordinator, is at Fresno State. It is his second year there, um, and he should have things going in the right direction. They play another tough schedule. They have to go to Oregon. They have to go to UCLA, um, but they do host Boise State. They host Nevada. 
uh, as well. They do have to go to Wyoming. War Memorial Stadium is a tough, tough place to play. And you also have that trip out to Hawaii. Uh, how, how is Kalen DeBoer going uh, to do out, in, uh, out west at Fresno State this year? Well, uh, Ronnie Rivers is their running back. He's one of the better players in this conference. Um, I think most predictions have them third in the West Division, slotted behind San Jose State and Nevada, um, who both have you know more established programs right now. Uh, and then San Jose State got back Nick Starkle uh, at quarterback for another season for him. I think that might be number six for him in, in college. Um, so I, I've got them slotted third as well. Uh, I do think that the offense with Ronnie Rivers is going to score 35 plus a game. Um, that's, that's a good starting point. I mean, they've, they've got to figure out, uh, got to figure out the defense because that, uh, that group did not perform all that. Season, but um, William Inge is the coordinator there. Uh, another former Hoosier. And they added a bunch of transfers after giving up more than 30 points a game. So, uh, they need to figure that side of the ball out. I think the offense will perform, but getting ahead of San Jose State and um, uh, Nevada is a tough ask this season, but I think that is a program on the rise under Caleb DeBoer. Big season for him, though. They they need to, to show progress here in year two. Yeah, they totally do, um, and it's something that, you know, that, that was their guy uh, as well coming in to replace Jeff Tedford. Um, yeah. at Fresno State. So, you know, we'll see. The two coordinators that IU lost and had coaching jobs, those were the number one choices for both of those teams. It'll be fun to see where they go, and we wish them the best of luck. Um, final thoughts on the group of five, TJ? Well, again, neither of us think that it's likely that any of these group of five teams end up in the college football playoff. It's possible for a couple of them. Uh, they can have those realistic dreams like Cincinnati. I think Central Florida are probably the only two that can really, if they're honest with themselves, have that as a dream this coming season. But still, these are meaningful games with fan bases that really care, a lot of really fun, good atmospheres. Um, if you are the type of fan that only watches IU play, uh, you know, that's fine. That's fine. And there's nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, I understand. Trust me, I've got three kids. I understand that time is very valuable. You might not have time or an interest in watching, you know, a, a Tuesday night Mountain West game or a, a Friday night Mountain West game or a, a Maxion game, uh, you know, at, at nine o'clock on, on a Wednesday or whatever. Um, you might not have any interest in that. But I do think it's worth your time to check out, you know, some American Athletic Conference, some Sun Belt, some Conference USA, Mountain West late at night. Uh, I think it's really fun football outside of the, the beaten path that um, you don't have to be super invested in it, but get a chance, check in on it. And there are some IU connections to follow as well. Um, I think the best group of five team this coming season is Cincinnati. It's going to be a whale of a challenge for IU to knock them off. Uh, they belong in the conversation as one of the best, 
you know, 10 to 15 teams this coming season, group of five, power five, no holds barred. They're one of the best teams out there. Uh, beyond that, I think Central Florida um, has a, a claim as a top 25 type school this season. Uh, and then I, I think there's some, I would probably third, I'd probably pick either Appalachian State uh, or Nevada uh, out of that, uh, that group. But Again, I, I think there's some really fun football that's worth your time if you give it a shot. Yeah, I love the the midweek games. Um, out of the group of five, there's usually something funky going on, uh, either with the weather. Um, you usually get some fog games in the fall uh, in, in action. Uh, offense is usually uh, rolling in, in these conferences as well. And um, – you know, it, it's going to – I think it's going to impact the playoff this year in some shape or form. Plus, you got some good group of five, power five uh, matchups to keep an eye on. It's going to be a very entertaining year. Plus, after a year with very little uh, college football in the way these games, it's going to be nice to have a full slate uh, of all the FBS games as well. Uh, TJ, that does it for tonight's podcast. When we come back next week, we will start breaking down the Big Ten We'll start in the Big Ten West and bring it back home uh, with the Big Ten East. Uh, so stay tuned and uh, stay safe. TJ, thank you for joining me on the podcast tonight. Absolutely. I hope everybody enjoyed. And uh, we're getting down to the nitty-gritty now. Big Ten followed up by our IU previews. And before we know it, it's going to be our game preview for Indiana at Iowa. Uh, hopefully, we can get you through the next few weeks of the offseason and then uh, we'll be ready for one of the most anticipated seasons in IU football history. I know we're ready. Uh, we are ready. Uh, and we've been previewing this season uh, all summer long with our countdown to kickoff. We're down to day 26 today as we covered Gabe Cohen and Jaron Handy. Uh, we get down to just a quarter portion left of the, the countdown at 25 tomorrow. Um, fall camp is underway. We'll have all of the coverage from fall camp uh, as our our writers, uh, Matt Smith, Evan Orris, and Zach Green have been all over it as well. Um, and uh, watching practice and, and uh, talking to players and coaches uh, down in Bloomington. So if you want to follow us, follow us on Twitter at Hoosier underscore huddle. Keep coming back to HoosierHuddle.com for all your Indiana football news. Also, we have about nine days left on our Hoosier Huddle t-shirt and sweatshirt um, apparel uh, sale. The pre-order ends August 18th. Make sure you get your orders in uh, as soon as possible before that date. Remember that if you, there is free shipping uh, on orders a hundred dollars or more it's great stuff it's the same material that home field makes their shirts out of so super soft uh there are tanks crew necks hoodies long sleeve tees short sleeve tees uh in different colors uh hats as well in different colors so uh help us support uh the site what we do as well by by purchasing these items all the proceeds go to uh the writer's uh, that keep the news coming. So uh, that does it for today's podcast. We'll be back next week to bring it home uh, with the Big Ten West uh, before we do the Big Ten East. 
Have a great week. Stay safe. And college football is right around the corner. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. I want to tell you a story. It's a story about a scandal, broken relationships, gossip, rumors, money, corporate rivalry, and a broom. A performance-enhancing broom. My name is John Cullen. I'm a comedian, podcaster, and for 20 years, I was a semi-professional curler. And I want to tell you the story about how a single broom almost imploded the 500-year-old sport of curling. We felt like we were bringing a knife to a gunfight. It's the story of a superstar and his fall from grace. I was being dragged through the mud. It's the story of two brother entrepreneurs with a dream. (laughs) I said, that's great news. It's a story of intrigue. I still don't understand why we want to keep his name secret. The full story has never been told, so I'm going to tell it. Broomgate. How a broom almost killed curling. It was a year I'd like to forget. To listen to Broomgate, search for Broomgate in your favorite podcast app. That's all one word. Broomgate. The NBA Finals are heating up. Looking for hot takes on all the postseason action? The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, is the podcast to listen to for the ultimate finals coverage. Host and former NBA sharpshooter J.J. Redick not only has a plugged-in perspective on the action from his time in the league, but he's also announcing the games in real time for ESPN. J.J. has the ultimate insider point of view, and he's taking you along for the ride as he breaks down the best defensive schemes, dunks, and drives from each game. And speaking of incredible drives, there's no better place to tune into your new favorite podcast, The Old Man and the Three, than in a standard-setting BMW. Luxury meets power to create a wholly new driving experience. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app today to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset, hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, 
where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. 